I'm Alexis Carpenter, the founder and CEO of Raising Hope LLC, and also the host of Bold Voices in Business. And this platform is brought to you to bring employers and employees together to open up compassionate conversations for more understanding and relationship building. So thank you so much for joining me for another episode on BBIB pleasure of meeting with Angela Gentile today, where we're talking all things conversation, business, life experience. So Angela, go ahead and introduce yourself, girl. Hi. Well, thank you for having me. I love it. I love that we're getting to chat today. You know, it's amazing. Um, Yeah. So hi, everybody. My name's Angela Gentile. I am a disruptor, a coach, a motivational speaker, podcast host, and the owner of Sweat Remix, which is a mindful movement community for trailblazing millennials. And yeah, right. Raise the roof on that because we all need to bust out of the box. And that's that's really what the community is about. It's about using movement, uh, mindfulness, embodiment, and neuro-linguistic programming to help people tap into those limiting beliefs, throw the middle finger up, and like move into a life that they want. And I really help people do that through an entire movement process called Zen Rage Heal, which really helps you to bust out of the box and claim a life you love. Because listen, we're all a bunch of unicorns, badass unicorns. And when you are in a stable full of horses... Everybody thinks you're crazy. You're not crazy. You just got to find the right people, you know? Love it. Okay, <laughs> dropping bombs. Oh, girl, I love that so much. So that literally fuels me. Like, Woo! I get so energized every time you say that. Listen, <laughs> I've had like a whole cup of coffee right now. So like, oh, let's yes. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Okay, awesome. So we'll dive right in. You can go ahead and talk all things. Like, what made you want to start this? Like, how... Did you say, I'm done with all the other stuff. I'm going to stand up for what I really believe in and change the trajectory and like create my own movement, create my own life that Mm -hmm. resonates with me and so many other people that just don't even know it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I swear? Yeah, go ahead. girl. Okay, cool. Cause like, that's gotta be part of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Really the, the long and short of it is that I was fucking miserable. I was so miserable. I was you know, I'm a millennial. I grew up with a lot of deference and a lot of like, be a good girl, shut up, be quiet, stay silent. Your feelings don't matter because everybody in the room matters and like, don't make everybody mad. You know what I'm saying? So I grew up with a lot of that, of pleasing and, and, and no shade to my family, no shade to the boomers that raised us. But this, this is kind of like what we inherited it's a very outdated survival tactic because women did not have the economic agency, the financial agency, the freedom, the opportunity to actually be this, you know what I'm saying? To be this bold and this loud. So like, it was just sort of handed down to me to like, shut up. (laughs) Um, Right. Like, yeah, everybody take a moment. Like we honor our mothers and grandmothers, but just know they had to do that because they couldn't open bank accounts. They couldn't own property. They couldn't go to colleges. You know what I'm saying? So like, take what we're doing, take a moment for gratitude of like what we've been able to do to, to, to get out of that, you know? Um, so that's just sort of how I grew up and I did all the things I should, you know, did all the things like I wanted, I remember graduating from high school in 1999. I know, I know, I know. Just, and I was like, I want to get a Volkswagen bus and I want to drive cross country and like van life before van life was cool. Come on. So progressive. And everybody in my family was like, the hell you are, the hell you are, (laughs) you know? And I was like, I guess I'll go to college. So I did like all the things I went to college. I became a teacher. I got a job like, and and I became a teacher because I was like, I don't know what else to do. 
And everybody around me was like, even my guidance counselor was like, go be a teacher because you'll have good mother's hours. Yeah. For all those fictitious kids I have right now. You know what I'm saying? So I I just did what I should and what people told me to, because I didn't believe that like there were options for me. And as I found myself in a life of checking the boxes, right? I had a dope passport. I had a master's degree. I had all these things, a kick-ass apartment in Boston. And I'm crying every day. I'm crying on the way to work. I'm having meltdowns in the car, thinking where I can drive my car off the road. I'm having emotional outbursts and angry at everybody, everything like this from the Starbucks barista to the students in my classroom to like my dog. You know what I'm saying? Like I was a mess and I I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to get out of it. And I just, I just remember being like, this isn't right, but it must be me. That's not right. I must be wrong. And there's something wrong with me because this life that I've curated that everyone told me I should want isn't working for me. And it's making, it's killing me. I was on mood stabilizers and antidepressants just to be able to show up and function. But I was like, yo, this is, if if everybody around me like loves it, everybody in my teaching job was like loving it. And I'm like, I think this is the dumbest thing ever. I hate it. I can't, you know? (laughs) And Yeah. And like, everyone's like trying to get married and like having babies. And I was like, I literally don't want, I don't want any of that. There must be something wrong with me, you know? And that was the story I told myself and it just, and it was like on a loop and I was miserable and I like, didn't know how to get out of it. Um, So the reckoning moment for me was when my dad passed away suddenly and he died of an aneurysm and just like dropped dead. I was 34 years old and I was like, what? Not to say that I was naive, but I don't, I didn't, I didn't think it was possible, you know? So I just, that was the moment where my life like completely stopped and like exploded in a, in a good way. It opened me. It didn't break me apart. It broke me open. And I started like having this emotional, I call it like an emotional yard sale where (laughs) like everything (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, like, let's just look at the visual of that, right? Like all of the things that you've been keeping down in your life and stuffing down and not honoring and not acknowledging for whatever reason are now here because I can't keep this down anymore because grief has taken over. So I started to be like, what, what's mine? And I was like, huh, none of it. None of this is mine. I don't want this job. I don't want this life. I don't want to be this person. This doesn't feel right. I don't feel good in this place. I don't like the person that I'm dating. I don't like being here. I don't actually like this friend. I don't like any of it. I don't want any of it. And it was in that moment where I realized that grief was here. And my dad gave me this, this fucking gift to live my life. It taught me, it taught me to be brave. It taught me to be brave that if I could get up every morning and miss him with half of who I am, my DNA gone, just not here. And I got up and I showered and I ate and I walked my dog. I was like, yo, I can do anything. This that I'm feeling right now, this loss, this pain, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. 
I'm done. I'm done doing things that don't make me happy. And that's sort of how Sweat Remix came to be, really. Like I was teaching fitness classes loosely. I started it in grad school, like with the teachers at my school. But it was in that moment that I was like, stop, drop and roll, baby. Just go, to, like, go for it. And, and I did. And I took what I was doing with my fitness classes, with teachers, like at certain gyms. And I built this brand that was about being able to be human and feel all of the things that you need to feel because it's messy. Life is messy and life is crazy. And it doesn't, none of this makes sense. You know what I, like, what, what are we doing? You know, none of it makes sense. So I, I was like, I gotta, I have, I'm onto something. If I can, like, I would go to boxing class and I would cry in boxing class and people would be like, this bitch is nuts. This bitch is nuts. Like I'm punching and I'm like, oh, this my dad. <laughs> like just having a meltdown. And then I'd go to yoga and it, it was like slow and like breathe and gratitude. I'm, I'm gonna slap the shit out of this chick if she tells me to like breathe and be grateful. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't find, yeah, right? Like I just yeah. wasn't in a place to be one or the other. I was all things all the time. And in that process, it allowed me to figure out what I wanted, what was real, what was mine, what I didn't. And it taught me how to take brave action, which is why I created the Zen Rage Hill process through movement of your body, of your energy, of your spirit, so you could move your life. Because I don't want to be stuck anymore. And I don't want to spend one more second of my life being miserable. And I share this with you because if you're resonating and it's slapping right now, Take the action, do the brave thing while the people you love are still here to enjoy it with you. Because my dad isn't, you know? Full body so. chills right now. I'm just going to throw that out there. Like, mic oh, drop. No. Yeah. <laughs> damn. Damn. I, first, thank you for sharing all of that because I think we're in a room weekly together and I, like, I didn't know half of your story. Like I always love your energy. Yeah. I love like what you stand for, but that the perspective in that, and I feel you, I've, I lost my dad and my stepdad and that's hard. And I lost my stepson last year. And it's oh. like all of these things. And honestly, I think that that last one was the thing that kickstarted me into like, really like bold voices in business. Like, let's be bold. Let's stand out. Let's like oh, say yeah. what we mean, you know, like let's stop going to the nine to five every single day, just because that's what we're told we need to do. Who said that? Right. Who said that? Some man, some man, some man. Yeah. Some man back in like 1865, you know what I'm saying? No. And thank you for sharing that too. I think, I think when we really share our stories and the raw vulnerability, like Brene Brown says, man, that's the birthplace of connection. That's where we, that's where we connect. And yeah, we, I see each other, I see you like twice a week sometimes, but in certain networking group, the groups, there's really not an opportunity to like yeah. go in and have this like <laughs> verbose conversation and real conversation about my story. Cause it is heavy and it is big and it is complicated, you know? And this is, and what I just shared is like the wicked abridged version of it. It's not, it ain't, it ain't the full, you know, there's some like abusive relationships and shit in there. There's some travel, there's some, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of other stuff that showed up in there too. Yeah. So. Oh God. You know, I do. I resonate with you so much. Again, a very traumatic upbringing, just like mm -hmm. on this massive healing journey, it had to be completely broken to be like, wow, that that's life. That's yeah. what it is over here. Yeah. So yeah. 
man. Yeah. I think when we get knocked down like that, you know, because the world tells us like we've denied, listen, all right, let me back up. I have a crazy batshit nuts dog. I love her, but, but I trust her because she like, will hear something and she'll be on high alert. And sure enough, there's some animal in the backyard, right? Like she feels it. She trusts it. You know, if she doesn't like somebody, I'm like, nah, I'm all set with that person. If she has, if she doesn't want to be around them tail between her legs, I'm like, I'm out, I'm out. And I think we have that in us, but we just don't listen to it. We have been trained and conditioned to seek things outside of ourselves. But when we build that connection, like back in within us, it's, it, it tells us everything we need to know. So the world will always tell you, your body will always tell you what you need, what's right, what's wrong. We just have to slow down and listen. And the more that we don't listen to that little, like, psst, hey, right? Because life was like trying to tell me, they're like, hey, girl, why are you crying in the car? Don't, don't do that. And I was like, no, everything's fine. And I like, didn't, and I didn't listen. Yeah. So then it started to blow my motherfucking life up. And the thing that had to happen because I was just so like not listening was the world like got together. They had like a caucus and was like, let's, she's not listening. We got to blow her life up. Let's take her dad. And that, like, I got the message loud and clear. I didn't listen to the small other things to change course. I had to wait till like the nuclear explosion happened in my life. And yeah. And now I listen. (laughs) <laughs> now I listen to the smallest little thing and I slow down and I'm like, hmm, what's that? What's that about? I don't feel that doesn't feel right. What is that? Cause it's my compass. It's the compass. Oh, I love that. And you know, one thing too, um, kind of like off this now, but like another thing that I really love about you is your ability to sit with every emotion. Like when you're pissed off, you allow yourself to be pissed off and like, just just express that most people don't do that they're like oh i'm angry people are gonna like be intimidated by that but it's like man we got emotions we have them for a reason like they're there Mm -hmm. and it's like every time you talk about that you you resonate with somebody in every any time i've ever seen you express anger sadness happiness joy like over excitement like whatever that is like you've been able like somebody's like oh yeah i feel that or like you know what i'm there too yeah. Let's connect because I need to yeah. talk to somebody too. I love that so much about you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Ugh, I just, hope it does. I hope when we share, it just gives people permission to feel too, yes. you know, and, and that's really like what everything I do is about, yeah. you know, like I want us to tap in. I want us to feel, I want us to move. I want us to let go of having to hold it together for who, yeah. who, why, yeah. why are we living our lives for somebody else? what do we every day what's that about like who and to be honest nobody really cares like (laughs) (laughs) respectfully like like your friends love and care for you but I think at the end of the day like everybody just wants you to be happy and be honest and joyful in your life and I think when we face that criticism right when we're the only unicorn in the stable and the horses are telling us that we're weird that's just a projection of their own limitations, of their own fears, of their own insecurities, of their own like resistance to whatever their level up is calling them to do. That has nothing to do with us. You, you just sort of like, mm, thank you so much and just keep it moving. Like that doesn't have to be part of your story. You don't have to invite it in and like absorb it. You can 
you know, you can just say, okay, thank you. I heard you and not allow it to infiltrate your space. You know, I love that. Well, I'm just telling you the action I'm going to take is I'm going to actually reach out to these corporations that I know need me so they can, again, have more compassion and understanding for their employees. So we're not living burnout. Not everybody's meant to have an entrepreneurship, but we, if we can bring compassion and understanding into businesses and yeah. change the way that they operate, why not? So yeah. thank you. You gave me that yeah. motivation. Look at it. That's it. That's the, <laughs> that's everything today. See you guys later. But that's what we are meant to have is joy. What we are meant to have is connection. What we are meant to have is alignment and peace. Like that is a right, like joy and pleasure and peace are your right. You know, not a, like that. Stop. Stop thinking that you don't deserve it. Stop waiting on it. Listen, I'm in my forties, y'all. I don't know how old everybody is, but there is going to be a point in your life where you look at your leg skin and you're like, where did the collagen go? Don't waste that. Don't waste that. Mm -mm. Trust me. Trust me. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. We're going to go through the rapid fire questions. There's only three of them. All right. So the first question is going to be, uh, tell us about a moment in your career when you felt uh, exceptionally proud or accomplished. How did this milestone shape your approach to work and leadership moving forward? Ooh, I, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I actually, like something is immediately coming to mind. It okay. was 2019, a year after I had officially launched Sweat Remix. And was it 2019? No, it was 2018. Before. Okay. Sorry. It was before I had launched sweat remix and I was doing like all the promo for it. Cause I was doing it, but it wasn't like named yet. It was just this thing. So I put out like a rally cry to people to come and help me do a promo video. And I just remember like the people who showed up, there's like 25 people who didn't own, I I couldn't pay anybody. They were just like, Ange, we believe in you. And you got this. And I just remember we were in this like abandoned warehouse with like graffiti and everybody had to bring brooms because we had to clean up the like paraphernalia around it. But it was such a cool space. And I was like, "Mm, I see the vision. (laughs) So like everybody just like trusted me. And I just remember we did like a, I don't want to call it a prayer circle because I'm not religious, but we did like a, a grounding gratitude circle and like held hands and And I was just like, yo, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I just felt like the support and the love from people. And I'm like, they're here because I'm being honest. I'm here. They're here because I'm sharing my story. And I, in that moment, I was like, this is the point. This is the purpose. Like keep sharing this. Like people need to hear this. People are going to go through loss and they're going to feel lost, you know? share your story and be the light and be the survival guide. So somebody who is going through this doesn't suffer, you know? So it was in that moment, like in this dirty, like abandoned warehouse gratitude circle where I was like, thank you all so much. And people didn't think twice in the hot ass sun to do a workout, to take, to do takes to, it was, it was the, I think one of the most magical experiences that I've had and really, let me know that I was on the right track. Oh, woo. <laughs> I love that. Like I literally couldn't have a better story to go with that question. So thank you for sharing that. that of course, beautiful. of course. Okay. And then my, my fun question, I like, I, I have others, but I'm like, I keep going to this one because I am so intrigued with what people say. 
So if you could have dinner with any person living or dead, who would it be and why? And what is the one question you would make sure you ask them? I would be my dad. Yeah. Maybe my dad. Um, I would ask him what it was like on the day I was born. Cause I don't know. I never asked. I never asked what that was like for him to have a daughter, you know, like the day I was born, I do know that he had to stop at the convenience store and get cigarettes and a coffee. <laughs> it was 1981. That's what everybody did. Yes. <laughs> you know, so that I'll give, but like, I really, I do. I would, I want to just ask him like, what was it like? Yeah. What was it like when I was born? What, what changed for you? what lit up your soul because that man loved the absolute hell out of me. And I would, I would want to know that. And I'd also want to know if he's proud. I wholeheartedly feel like that answer, which I know he is, which I know he is, but like, you know, that was the last, my dad always used to tell me he was proud of me and I haven't heard that in a long time. So I'd like to hear it again. Oh, (laughs) I love that. Okay. Okay. Last question. Yeah. Okay. What advice would you give to someone struggling to find their bold voice in their professional journey? And is there a specific strategy or mindset shift that could help them right now? Yeah. Okay. If you're having that reckoning moment right now, if there's a rub between what is and what you want, hell yeah. Like, congratulations. You are at, you're at the jumping point, man. You're at the jumping point. So I think the thing that can be really helpful, and this is what like I walk my clients through is building that roadmap, right? But asking yourself, because you know what, you know exactly what it is that you need to do. So start asking better questions. What am I resisting? What am I afraid of? What is actually my story that, I, that, that is mine? And what's the story that I'm telling myself? Because if you know that you need to make a move, And every time you get to the edge of the cliff, you're like, and then you rush back. You're going to find yourself time and time again at the edge of this cliff. Every single time the world is telling you to do the thing that you are resisting doing. So the question that I'm going to give to you that hopefully will like aha moment and respectfully with love, kick you in the ass so that you can start moving. How much longer are we going to be here? How many more times are we going to find ourselves on the edge of the cliff, wishing, hoping, wanting, and observing our life? How many times? How many more times? Because if you know what it is, sometimes you just have to jump and build your parachute on the way down. And you work with people like me. You work with people like Lexi. You work with, you find a coach, you find a support group who can give you tools, not just from like perspective of like been there, baby girl, but like who have the the credentials and the experience and the knowledge to be able to teach you how to do something in a way that works for you. Not a one-stop shop, not a one size fits all, but, but how, but you have to now make the choice that you're sick of your own shit and it's time to take action. And you just got to jump. Just got to jump. Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> Nothing Boom. else needed. That's it. That's <laughs> oh, it. Right. That's... But it, wouldn't you agree? Like some, like yeah. how many times did you say you were going to do something and then like gaslit your own self 
and said, no, I can't. It's not important. It's not a big deal. Right. And then like wasted time, found yourself miserable and happy time. time. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, this is the story. D- uh, decades. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. 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 Oh man. Okay. That was like the best, the best answer. Um, oh my gosh, this has been so much fun. I've loved like Welcome. learning so much about you and just Thanks, all the girl. things. Okay. So how can people find you? Like what's the best place for them to get all the things and, um, and, and like where to direct them. I'll link it in the, the comments. Yeah. too. But Absolutely. So you can find me on social media, um, at sweat remix, um, Facebook, Instagram, and the TikTok. I'm on there now. Um, uh, I swore I never would. <laughs> I swore I would never like dance and shit. Here I am. <laughs> Here I am. But yeah, the best, the best place is, um, Instagram. Um, you can find all the links and stuff and, and, and I'm there most frequently. So, um, yeah, reach out. I have a lot of free fun offers and ways that we can get connected. Um, I do a bi-monthly call called the unicorn club. And again, when you're the only unicorn in the stable, you're not crazy. You just got to find other unicorns and it's a networking call to, you know, get support, share what you want, set intentions. And I also have guest speakers who come in and just give you new tools in your toolbox for you to go do epic shit. So you can join in with that. It's um, Wednesdays, every other Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, And yeah, that's, that's, that's it. And then, you know, if anything I'm saying is really like resonating and you're like, you know what, I'm ready to take action. I would love to be your guide and, and, and help you. Um, and you can reach out to me. We could do a breakthrough session. I have some free coaching stuff and resources. So yeah, just, just message me. Oh, you won't be disappointed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this has been amazing. Thank you so much, Angela, for coming on. Oh my God. Of course. Of course. What, what a treat. Like this, Thank seriously, you. I'm going to put a star on this episode. <laughs> like <laughs> just go here, all things, everything, just, just Thank do you. it. Thank you for giving me some space today to share my story. And like I said, I hope that this can resonate as a survival guide and, and you feel empowered and, and badass to go do what you've been holding back doing. You don't have to play small, y'all. You don't have to play small. Go be a unicorn. You got this. (laughs) You got this. I love it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you.